That's what's got to be in it. What? The Capitol Dome. On paper? Apartment, Bridge of the River Quiet, Maltese Falcon, Double Indemnity, The General, All About Eve, Treasure Sierra Madre, On the Waterfront, Grapes of Wrath, It Happened One Night. <laughs> yeah, it's everything. That's pretty much it. That's the whole list, folks. Bye. No. Hi, everybody. Hello. Are you really going to eat pineapple while we do this? Jeff? Are you really going to drink that bottle of iced tea you're drinking right now while we do this? <laughs> yep. Because that doesn't make sound. I'm not chewing my iced tea. Don't do that. That's horrible. I apologize to everyone that he hey, just did that to. I have not too. eaten on this podcast. It's I have a lot. episodes. I think I've eaten I like have one a lot. or two pieces of candy. I have a lot. All right, I'm done. You All right. Go. go. Guys, guess what? We watched the movie I've been waiting to watch for months. Man, it sucked. Shut up. You loved it and you know it. I love doing that at the beginning of these podcasts. Everyone. <laughs> Play attention. We watched movie 26 on this list. Yes. 26. Yeah. We're almost we are in the almost, top quarter. Oh my God. I don't want to talk about it. It makes me sad. We watched. We're going to stop two episodes to go. Shut up. <laughs> we watched. Jeff and I are going to get like a huge ass fight and like yeah, it's just going to stop. It's going to fall apart. For the record, Jeff and I have gotten into a fight about this podcast uh-huh. and we did it at dinner in uh-huh. front of a bunch of other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. It yeah. was bad. That was when though? That was like in the 80s? February. 70s? Yeah. It was February of this year. Oh, it was this year? Yeah. She was in the 60s. Because it was when we went out 50s. for dinner, and then we went to the lake house, and then Colin and I went to the symphony, because we went for Valentine's yeah. Day. It was like February like 15th, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was say, I'm trying to remember what episode it even was way even, back then. No, it wasn't even an episode we got in a fight about. You, no, we I got know, in a fight about but farming like, out other things to other people, but and like, you didn't ask. But like where we were yeah. in the show, we had been around for a while. Yeah. Okay, well, so I know I have allergies. I'm so sorry. I have allergies. <laughs> well, I between, can't breathe. Between right my eating my on the podcast and you sniffling, uh, this is a winner of an episode this right is here. Like <laughs> the most like derailed beginning of an episode. We talked for like two, almost three minutes, and we have not actually said what movie we're watching. Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, it was after number twenty six on the list. Yeah, what movie is it? We haven't even gotten there yet. Mr. Smith goes to Washington (laughs) from nineteen thirty nine. It's a non-rated two-hour and nine-minute drama, eight point three out of ten, no Metascore. Directed by Frank Capra, written by Sidney Buckman and others. Roger Ebert does not have a rating for it. However, it is among his list of like top films of all time. So it's number one nineteen on the IMDb. To top 250 and it stars Jimmy Stewart sorry James, James Stewart. Stewart I'm calling him Jimmy Stewart from here on out just cause it's um it's Jimmy Stewart sorry. Gene Arthur Claude Rains Edward Arnold Thomas Mitchell Uncle Billy Uncle Billy <laughs> apparently Harry Carey but it's not that Harry Carey yeah, what, what what who who I need to look that up <laughs> no he died in 1947 it's not that Harry Carey Oh, it was the guy who played the president of the Senate. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know I've seen him before. There's a lot of character actors in this film. Yeah, there there's is. a lot of people who, if you've ever seen any other, he died not long after this movie was made. That's kind of he sad. died in 1947. He was already pretty old, wasn't he? No, he was only like 67 when he died. Yeah. 
Still, I mean, 69. I mean, well, he died of coronary thrombosis, lung cancer, and emphysema. Don't smoke, kids. Yeah. But look where look where he was coming from. That era. I know. I mean, that's so that's so crazy. I mean, what? Okay, I'll read the summary. Read the summary. A na- an, I'm not going to screw this up again. A naive man is appointed to fill a vacancy in the U.S. Senate. His plans promptly collide with political corruption, but he doesn't back down. I don't think that's a great summary, IMDb. No, I don't think it is. I mean, it does it does summarize the film in a way. How weird does Jimmy Stewart look on this poster? I know he, he looks like he's look got like makeup him. on. Yeah. The main poster that's not the and that's not the poster that I'm using for the uh, the website. It's actually worse. <laughs> it is it really? It doesn't even look like that at least kind of looks like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. The one that's on the website doesn't even look like Jimmy Stewart. Oh, good. Um for some Great. reason people couldn't draw him back then. No, you know Is it I, this one? No, it's not that one. It's not even a photo. It's a weird just drawing. He um, always looks so weird. It's like they couldn't capture what he looked like. He has a very uniqueness. He's a good-looking man. I loved his hair. I'm jealous of his hair. Yeah. I wish I had hair. Sad. So, our thoughts on this movie. You know, for two hours, it doesn't feel like two hours. Two hours and nine minutes. Yeah. You brought up you brought up that point. I think you should mention. I think we should talk. We so, I asked Jeff how much was left of the movie. And I said, and he pulled it up and it was 45 minutes. And I said, no, I want longer. I would watch like three hours of this. Yeah. And then the last 45 minutes really delivered. Yes. Like it it wasn't dragging and it wasn't boring, but like those last 45 minutes are intense. Yes. And it's not like, it's not one of those things where it's not a 45 minutes that you kind of just go, oh, okay. Okay. Like, come on, let's wrap it up. Let's go. No. And it's also back in that era of movies. My only... When the movies, when they end, yeah. they end. Oh, that's what I was going to say. There's My nothing. only critique is there's no resolution. No. It's like... The entire... It ends. The, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. We'll get there. But it just ends. I'm just like... The film oh. technically resolves itself to a degree... In the last, like, ten seconds of the movie. Yes. Minute of the movie. Last just minute. Like, what? You find out done? this happens. It's you done? find out this happens. And, and then this the is end. That, and then credits. There could have been an extension of just... I mean, I guess what they leave, they leave that open as to that it probably... The point of the film probably did end up happening, is what I'm assuming, right? right. Are we trying not to spoil the ending of the movie? I'm not sure yet. Okay. So... But anyways, um, is, what is your... Did you have a Did you have a thought or anything about the film, or just... I just, would watch three hours of this. I would love a director's cut. Oh my <laughs> I know gosh. there's not a director's cut. I would love. I loved this movie. This was worth, worth the wait. I think everybody because it's been in my in Netflix it. queue for three months. Like ever since it went up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like I think which is at the beginning of the summer. So pretty much three months ago. I'm just like I want to watch this because Colin. This is one of Colin's like favorite movies. Yeah. Like. I wanted to see this movie so badly. We can just, we can just, we can uh, admit right now, A, we completely understand why it's on the list. Uh, yeah, we um, don't need to. Di- this I, I may end even... up being a short episode because there's yeah. nothing to discuss. No. It's Frank Capra and Jimmy Stewart. There's mm. no way to go wrong. No. It's not, there's nothing wrong with if, this movie. If you've Except never Except the ending is a little this. abrupt for my liking. But... Yes. I feel like it could have spent maybe another five more minutes giving yes. a, a, a more fleshed out ending. Yes. But at the same time, it's not like well, you don't know what happened. Right. You walk away going, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. This probably happened. That probably happened. Okay. Yeah. And you, you're fine. It's just it does end. end. They almost, end. Almost like they didn't film that last scene. Yeah. They just rushed it out. They of ran ways. out of money or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, because you know the film is so special effects. I heavy. know. Um, but no, we. I don't think we need to argue about where it's on the list. Why no. it's on the list. Actually, I think it could be higher. I do too. I think it moved. 
I mean, I don't know because I know we have a lot of really, really amazing it films coming up. It moved three places. Did it go up? Yeah. So it went up three places. And it's hard because I know the there's a lot of jump. films coming up that are good and they deserve to be here. But at the same there time, I'm two, glad it's on this high. There are two movies. There's one that jumped from number 96 to number 12 on the Damn. list. And then one that jumped from number 76 to number 11. That would be the Charlie Chaplin Yes, film. that one I'm excited about. It's a good film, though. But, um, like, there aren't a lot. Of, like, those are the two, like, biggest numbers. Otherwise, it's like, they went up two. They went up one. They went down three. They right. went up four. They, they went down five. They, they went of, up. They kind and of bounce around a little bit. One Raging Bull went from 24 to tw- um to four. It went 20 spots. That's nuts. That is nuts. But I, I love where it's at on the list. I think it's great. It's completely just, I, it could be one click higher. Flip Maybe flip But it would one. have to bump something out. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are at. We're at now. It's like, it's if it goes any higher, it bumps something out. Yeah. It's tough to swap them out. It needs to be this high. It's a great, great film. It's a great movie. Like, I'm probably going to go home and watch it again. I'm not going to lie. Think about this. This is, this movie was released the same year as Wizard of Oz. Yep. And a couple years after Gone with the Wind, because Gone with the Wind is... No, same year as Gone with the Wind. Same year as Gone with the Wind. Oh, no, duh. Yeah, never mind. That gets into my awards. I'm yep. an idiot. Um, yeah, no, it, it's like you think a about the movies that came out. You think of the movies that came out during this time, yep. and this little black and white. You could con- you could consider this. This could be an independent film. That yeah. would be what like or a, a lower budget, yeah. not a non big budget. This is just like a, a drama. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a dramedy for nowadays. You know, cheaply done. We're just gonna yeah. blow this out and be done. That's what this movie inexpensively is. Inexpensively done. Yeah, inexpensively done. But it went up against films like the Go- like Gone with the Wind yeah, and, and Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. And yes, we know those didn't do so well when they were initially released. I thought Gone with the Wind did. Gone with the Wind did wrong. well. Wizard of Oz didn't. I think it took a while, but we'll get to that when we get to those movies. Um, as I got to look them up again. Um, but no, it's it's it's. I don't. I enjoyed this. I did too. Holy crap! I enjoyed this. I would totally watch this one again. I like. I I very seriously may go home and watch it again. I'll probably fall asleep while I'm watching it, but I'll go home and watch it again. The acting by everybody in this film is great. Yeah. Uh, the performances is good. The writing is really well too. Really good. Really, really, really well, well done. done. That's what I should say. So. Good call. Good call. Good call. Um, okay. Uh, I will. Let me do my awards real quick. Okay. And then we'll bounce over to trivia. And then I do actually have Inflation Nation for this week. Woo! Oh my goodness. And then a couple of stuff with things. I gave up with the stuff and things about halfway through the film because I was just enjoying the movie. Fair enough. All right. So the awards section. I was, you know, technology. So the awards section. This film had 11 Oscar nominations. Okay. Oh, 11. 11. 1939. Again, remember, 11. went up against Gone with the Wind. Right. 11 Oscar nominations and five additional award nominations and wins over the years. Right. The uh, uh, the Oscars that it was nominated for and won, because this is a shorter list, sadly. Out of those 11 that it was nominated for, mm-hmm. it won one Oscar. And it won for Best Writing Original Story. Good. So it won what it won. Yeah, a because both Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind are adapted. Yeah. So for the original story, that's great. Um, it was nominated for, but did not win Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role for Jimmy Stewart. Who won for Jimmy or for Best Actor? For Best Actor. Uh, best, best Actor was Robert Dunat for Goodbye, Mr. Chips. The fuck? No, Clark Gable was nominated, but he lost. It's so weird that stuff like that wins, and it's like, what is Goodbye, Mr. Chips? Here's I have thing. never heard of this movie. Let's, real quick, we're going to look at the best actors that were nominated okay. that year. Okay, so Robert Dunant was the guy who won okay. for Goodbye, Mr. Chips. I personally never heard of him. No. Or um, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Uh, that seems familiar, but I, I don't, I have no clue. Okay, here's the other ones, okay? 
Clark okay. Gable for Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Lawrence Olivier for Wuthering Heights. Mickey Rooney for Babes in Arms. And Jimmy Stewart for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Out of those five guys, I know four of the five. And they were, in my opinion, bigger actors. I oh, don't this know is a who remake. this. I don't know who this Robert Robert Donat is, and I'm probably gonna look him up and go, "Oh, I know who he is." <laughs> like, okay, he was in Thirty Nine. An steps. aged teacher and former headmaster of a boarding school recalls his career and personal life over the decades. I don't. That doesn't even sound interesting to me. The other films that it went up against, why didn't those? And you don't. Know, I bet you money you don't know anything he's in. I was just kind of looking over his like his brief. Like, I am to be, I don't, I honestly, I've never heard of half these films. And he only won one Oscar for that movie. I, 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 I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, and I'm, I'm sure out there somebody is probably going, oh no, it was totally deserved. Watch Goodbye Mr. Chips. Well, I don't think Goodbye Mr. Chips is also not on this list. No, it's not. Mm. Almost all the rest of those movies are. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, it, it's, I, I don't know. Like I've. It's just Personally. interesting. It is interesting in retrospect yes. to see like people who won Oscars for Best Actor in movies that almost a hundred years later. It's like mm-hmm. eight. What eight? We're almost eighty years. Yeah, seventy years out from this. It's like okay. we are seventy-five years. Yeah, this year. It's like. This movie's 75 is, years old. Holy crap, sorry, old. that just clicked in my head. So it's Gone with the Wind. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh, oh, so they're going to release Gone with the 75th anniversary of Gone with the Wind? They probably will this year. You should look. <laughs> the year is almost over with at this I point. Know. They'll release it at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so, yeah, that was a film. That was That's who went up against Jimmy Stewart. Um, the other awards that it was nominated for but did not win was Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Harry Carey. Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Claude Rains. Claude Rains did an amazing job. Um, personally, I know Claude Rains as the Invisible Man. He was the original Invisible Man from the Universal Monsters. Only did the original, I believe. Right. Uh, so that was cool that he got um, Best Director, Frank Capra. This, Gone with the Wind 75th Anniversary Blu-ray, $35, will be released on September 30th. Oh, so um, a week <laughs> from when we're recording this. Yep. <laughs> They're also doing a huge one for Wizard of Oz. It comes with like a books and everything. That's $100. That's already out. I thought I thought it looked familiar for some reason. When did this get released? Looking at the art that's on Lindsay's iPad. Oh, right this now. got released last year. Oh, so much for that 75th anniversary. Um, oh, and then the other awards that it was nominated for was Best Writing slash Screenplay. Okay. So it was nominated twice for Best Writing. Okay. Because it was Best Writing for the original story. Okay. And then Best Writing for the screenplay. Interesting. It's kind of weird. That's, Sorry, yawning. They've grouped that out. Or they've gotten rid of that. Uh, best Art Direction, Best Sound slash Recording, Best Film Editing, and Best Music slash Scoring. Okay. Which there wasn't a whole lot of score to it. Yes, there was. Not but being, it was patriotic. It was the patriotic and like Americana music. tunes. Yes, it was an original scoring. Right? You know, and for a for a list that is the American Film Institute's top hundred films of like American films of all time, this film cannot get any more American because no. it's flat. Unless out. someone fed Jimmy Stewart an apple pie. Yes, I mean really. But he's mm, you know pie. his mom was making jam. Love me some pie. You love you some. Jimmy Stewart pie? No, just pie. Just pie in general? Just okay. pie. No, no dirty <laughs> euphemisms. I just really like pie. Oh, my goodness. And then finally, and you'll be oh, happy pie. to know, Lindsay, this film was entered in the National Film Registry. Yay! In 1989. So, so the, the sec- year it started. Like second year, year, first or yeah, second year first or second year that it's Good. So the last couple films, actually, that we've watched have all been entered Good. the same year. So. Excellent. So, all right. Well, that is all for the awards. 
Oh, the film that beat it at the box office, or not the box office, sorry, uh, for, the, best uh, picture. for Best Picture, is... which at the time um, was called Best, or was called, called Outstanding Production. Please tell me it's Gone with the Wind. It was Gone with Good. the Wind. Good, okay. So we that just spoiled the Gone with the Wind award, but it well, was Well, everyone knows that. But Best Director. Of it, Mice and Men, like Wuthering Heights, Wizard of Oz. Are you reading what the Best Pictures? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of Mr. films Smith and stagecoaches in there that yeah. got huge. Yeah, see, then Goodbye Mr. Chips, again, was nominated in almost every single category. Weird. So... Granted, not a lot of movies came out back then. Not really. So, I mean... Not to the degree that they do no, nowadays. No, not now. I mean, again, the best original score had about 12 different films yeah. that was nominated that year. So, it's... And the thing is, is like it's the same four uh, composers <laughs> nominated multiple over times. Over and over and over again. Max Steiner was nominated twice. <sighs> sorry, I'm Young. sorry. Stop mm. yawning. I Lindsay, sniffled. you're sniffling. I have allergies. You better not make me thick. You better okay. not get me thick. All right, so allergies. My allergy medicine is at home. With that, Lindsay. Jeffrey. Do your trivia. Okay, my eyes are all watery too now. That's fine. I'll just, uh, I'll just accuse you of crying. I'm dying. I got a little teary at a certain point. I got teary at the end. Okay. In 1942... When he got shot, it was so sad. Shut up, that's not what happens. <gasps> you just spoiled it. <laughs> in 1942, when a ban on American films was imposed in German-occupied France, the title theaters chose for their last movie before the ban went to effect was Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. One Paris theater reportedly screened the film nonstop for 30 days prior to the ban. Wow. By the way, the reason I stumbled is because this is what that sentence actually says. The title theaters chose Mr. Smith Goes to Washington for their last movie before the ban went into effect. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, they needed like another word. It should there. have been the title theaters chose for their last movie before the ban went into effect was Mr. Was Smith, Mr. Smith, Goes, Smith to Goes to Washington. Bitterly denounced by Washington insiders angry at its allegations of corruption, yet banned by fascist states in Europe who were afraid it showed that democracy worked. Yeah. <laughs> The scenes where Jimmy Stewart wanders around in amazement at the Washington Monuments were stolen since the U.S. Park Service had denied the studio permission to film near them. Wow. So they gorilla styled it. Yep. They gorilla filmmaker like, style. Like Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. To make his voice hoarse for the filibuster scene, Jimmy Stewart dried out his throat with bicarbonate of soda. However, Frank Capra and Stewart revealed in interviews that his throat was periodically swabbed with mercuric chloride. It just sounds bad. Mercuric, so mercury yeah. and chloride. And chloride. Mercuric chloride. And chlor- no, that doesn't bad. sound... No. That makes my throat dry uh-huh. just trying to say it. <laughs> Jean Arthur did not get along with Jimmy Stewart during filming, possibly because she had wanted her Mr. Deeds Goats to Town co-star, Carrie, Carrie Cooper, Gary Cooper, to be cast as Mr. Smith. Arthur thought Stewart was being deliberately a bit too cute for his own good and that Cooper was more masculine and had a stronger screen presence. You know what, Jean Arthur? Bite me. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart knew... That this was the role of a lifetime, one that could place him near the top of the Hollywood heap. Gene Arthur later remembered his mood at the time. He was so serious when he was working on that picture, he used to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and drive himself to the studio. He was so terrified that something was going to happen to him, he wouldn't go any faster. The Washington press corps were highly indignant at the way they were portrayed in the film. Consequently, a great deal of the initial reviews from the Capitol were very negative. One of their chief objections was that the film made them all out to be drinking too much. 
Oh, I'm sorry, that doesn't actually happen? <laughs> According to the New York Times, the Boy Scouts of America objected to having any part in Mr. Capra's reform movement, and Frank Capra therefore had to use the fictitious name of the Boy Rangers. Which... As Jeff pointed out while we were watching this, they would have been all oh over God, this. They would have. The Boy Scouts would have been like, we, uh, uh, for, yes, pre, yes, because this is, this is, this is, this is, you know, this is backing up American pride. And oh yeah, we'll give you totally. It'd be free advertisement. That'd be great. Thanks for a nonprofit organization. I, you know, that's not trying to make them out to be greedy, but they would just nowadays they would have been all over this. So this would have been a great opportunity for yeah, the Boy exactly. Scouts to fit in the film. Because mostly, I feel like the Boy Scouts are lost nowadays. Like no, I, when I was younger, it was still kind of big, and like no, I was a, co- a I was a, I know it's a thing, but I just don't. I feel like it's not as big as I remember it. Being. Oh, well, maybe it might just because you're older and we don't have children, and I don't care. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I don't care to look into see what yeah. the Boy Scouts are doing. One reason Frank Capra made this film was to help him get over the loss of his infant son, who had died following complications from a tonsillectomy. Initially, Capra wanted to make a film about Frederick Chopin, but Columbia head Harry Cohen nixed that on the grounds that it would be too expensive. Capra and Cohen were constantly at loggerheads over budgets, despite Capra being Columbia's most successful director with, at the time, two Oscars under his belt. So funny story. Chopin was actually taught by my aunt. Ancestor. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. So actually, when you hear Chopin, you hear my ancestors' teachings. Um, I was taught by... One of my professors was taught by someone who was taught by Chopin. That's awesome. Yeah. So in essence, Jean, one of your... <laughs> Jean Arthur's left side was considered her best side, so the sets had to be constructed in a way that whenever she entered, she would be photographed on that side, which I pointed out to Jeff in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, you will always see the left side of her face. Which is why she's on the right side of the Senate uh, yep. hall, so that way she can be looking down so you see her left side of her face. That is clever. Frank Capper received many letters over the years from individuals who were inspired by the film to take up politics. I feel like it's a good it's a good uh, yeah. call to arms for people who want to pick up politics and keep you know keep things like legit. <laughs> That worked out real well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this film is one of five times that Beulah Bondi played Jimmy Stewart's mother. I didn't say it worked. <laughs> the others are It's a Wonderful Life of Human Hearts and a Vivacious Lady. Yes, and she was. And once in his television series, The Jimmy Stewart Show. That was that was Mrs. <laughs> Bailey, wasn't yeah. it? Okay, I'm like, I thought it looked like her, but I thought maybe I, at that point I was just, because I kept calling out people, you know, like, oh, there's Mr. Yeah. Gower, there's Uncle Billy, you know, like, I, or there's the there's the uh, the bank examiner. I just kept, like, calling people out. I'm like, I, that's probably just my head at this point, imagining it her, but. It did look like her. The film was banned in Nazi Germany, fascist Italy, Soviet Russia, and Phalangist Spain, according Phalange. to Frank. Yep, Phalangist Spain. <laughs> according to Frank Capper, the film was also dubbed in certain European countries to alter the message of the film so it conformed with official ideology. Oh, God. <laughs> the screenplay was originally purchased by Columbia as a vehicle for Ralph Bellamy with Harold Wilson's Lady to produce. Once Frank Capper became the director, the project, planned as a sequel to Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, was entitled Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington. And was to star Gary Cooper, reprising his role as Longfellow Deeds. Cooper was unavailable for the role, however, and Jimmy Stewart was borrowed from MGM. I knew he would make a hell of a Mr. Smith, Capper said. He looked like the country kid, the idealist. It was very close to him. He does. I well, mean, yeah, and he's from, like, rural he, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, he... he Jimmy Stewart, I and mean, that's generally what he Let played. Let me rephrase that. Not rural, small town Pennsylvania. Small town. 
Because he's I mean, he usually, at least in his first half of his career, he usually played yes. those just n- the yep. average man, the you know the average Joe. I'm still type working guy. on reading that biography of his. I just I didn't have time this summer. I know in his later career he started becoming he tried he started playing like bad guys and more villainous people because well because he always played the good guy. I don't like that. He was he started doing westerns. Yeah. So as it was and some of the cases in the western films that he started playing like the more underhanded guys gotcha. or the conflicted people. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I think he technically, you could argue that for um, Vertigo. Yes. He's technically playing like a conflicted... Yeah, we haven't gotten to Vertigo yet. Yes, we shall discuss it. This is uh, Jimmy Stewart movie number two? Three. This is three? Which one am I forgetting? Philadelphia Story. Yeah, I got that one. This one. Rear Window. Oh, Rear Window. Why do I keep forgetting Rear Window? I don't know. I love Rear Window. Neither the Republican nor Democratic parties were ever mentioned in the film. This is also reportedly Jean Arthur's favorite film of her own. The set for the Senate's chamber was constructed on two newly built adjoining stages at Columbia, stages 8 and 9. The set was built almost to scale and was at that time the largest set built on a Columbia soundstage. One of the real senators from Montana walked out of the screening he attended in disgust. Idiot. The film's premiere was sponsored by the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. at Constitution Hall with over 4,000 in attendance, including congressmen, Supreme Court justices, and cabinet members. Frank Camper was seated next to, the Monta- to Montana Senator Burton Wheeler, who was one of the many public officials who disliked the negative representation of Washingtonian politics and left the theater midway through in a huff. Camper described the aftermath as the worst shellacking of my professional life. <laughs> The state that Jefferson Smith and Senator Joseph Harrison Payne come from is never mentioned. I was going to say. I noticed that, too. They always just kind of mention, like, neighboring state or something like that or nearby state. In his autobiography, Frank Capper states that after the film's general release, he and Harry Cohen received a cablegram from U.S. Ambassador to Great Britain, Joseph P. Kennedy, saying that he felt the film would damage America's prestige in Europe and therefore should be withdrawn from European distribution. I tried so hard. (laughs) I know. Distribution. You You heard I'm like, distribution. Distribution. In response, they mailed favorable reviews of the film to Kennedy, which persuaded him not to pursue the matter any further, even though he still maintained his doubts. Ah, no! What do you think I just did? Let's see here. We're at 80 episodes. Usually when Lindsay does that in the midst of her trivia, that means she's A, closed the window, B, spilled something, or C, we stopped and came back and you didn't hear what actually happened. No, I bumped it closed. The answer is A. According... (laughs) Okay, information in the MPAA PCA collection at the AAMPAS library. There's too many letters in that sentence. That <laughs> in January of 1938, both Paramount and MGM submitted copies of Lewis R. Foster's story to the PCA for approval. Responding to a Paramount official, PCA director Joseph Breen cautioned, "We would mo- we would urge most earnestly that you take serious counsel before embarking on the production of any motion picture based on this story. It looks to us." like one that might be well-loaded with dynamite, both for the motion picture picture industry and for the country at large. Breen especially objected to the generally unflattering portrayal of our system of government, which might well lead to such a picture being considered both here and more particularly abroad as a covert attack on the democratic form of government. 
Okay. Brain warned Columbia <laughs> that the picture needed to emphasize that the Senate is made up of a group of fine, upstanding citizens who labor long and tirelessly for the best interests of the nation. I can't even say that was a straight face. As opposed to Senator Joseph Payne and his cohorts. After the script had been rewritten, Breen wrote a letter to Will H. Hayes in which he stated, it is a grand yarn that will do a great deal of good for all those who see it and in my judgment, it is particularly fortunate that this kind of story is to be made at this time. Out of out of all Senator Jeff's difficulties, there has been evolved the importance of a democracy, and there is a split. And there is splendidly emphasized the rich and glorious heritage which is ours, and which comes when you have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Okay, so <laughs> recap. He's long-winded. <laughs> yes, that is what we've learned from this. I just really wanted to read it because it was so super long. Just skip so, ahead like two minutes, you'll be fine. So basically, what he was saying is that they, when when they when they, because that was all part of the whole like when they when they submitted it, right? Like the, they submitted the film, and they said that you should not do this. Basically, that was the gist, right? Yeah. That when they submitted the script or the it's story, like, this is a pretty dangerous th- topic to be right. using, You're... and this is in 1939. Yeah. Like, I, see, if they saw how the government was now. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. The thing is, is that they wouldn't have cared. They would have submitted it, but then like, well, yeah. screw you, we're still going to do this anyways. We're going to make our own movie. We're going to make the movie anyways, and if you don't like it, tough shit. In 1941, Columbia was sued by Lewis Ullman and Norm Houston, both who claimed that this film was plagiarized from their respective written works. Screenwriter Lewis R. Foster testified that he wrote the story specifically for Gary Cooper, and the director Frank Capra testified that he had seen only the synopsis of Foster's story and had intended to use it as a sequel to Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Columbia won the case. This is number five on the AFI's top 100 most inspiring movies of all time, which is a list I would like to see. Top 100? Yep, most inspiring movies of all time, and it's number 26 on the list we're reading from now. I'm looking up that list. I didn't even know there was a hundred... Hundred... That... Okay. Oh, my God. That may or may not... That's probably not going to be the sequel. I have trivia. I have trivia. Okay, Okay, trivia. We're in spoilers now. I'm going to read the second one first. During Smith's filibuster, he mostly sticks to improvisation in reading from historical documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, etc. However, during one scene, immediately following the montage of the dueling newspapers... He reads from the King James Bible, specifically the love passage in 1 Corinthians that they read at weddings all the time. And the greatest of all these is charity. That's what he finishes saying. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one, which goes, is a talking point that we had earlier. Okay. Originally, the ending was much, much longer. It included scenes such as Mr. Smith going back to his home state and given a parade with Saunders, the Taylor machine being crushed, Smith on a motorcycle and stopping to see Senator Payne, forgiving him and everyone going to see Smith's mother. It was cut after a preview audience's response. Some of the footage can be seen in the theatrical trailer. Interesting. Why did the audience want it cut? I wanted more resolution. I mean, you can't argue in 1939 that the movie was too long, because again, the same year, Gone with the Wind came mm-hmm. out. Maybe because of it being Intolerance, touchy? a song of human cruelty. No. Basically, Intolerance, a song loves, of audience no, cruelty. Intolerance, <laughs> Love's Journey Throughout the Ages, is three freaking hours. Yeah. Sunrise, a song of two humans is the other one Mm -hmm. that has the weird title. I love that one. (laughs) We had fun with that one. We had fun with that one, at least. You know, I'm looking at the list of these inspiring films. It's odd. Is it really? Like, I get it. I get it. 
there's a obviously there's a lot of the movies that we've watched on this podcast. Uh, yeah, this is number fifty three. No, it's IMDb. to be. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. You lied. What do you mean I this lied? This person lied. Hold on. I, I'll have to find it. I'll find it later. Never mind. I'll have to find okay. it later to see because that's actually not the correct list. All right. Well, that was all your trivia. Were you done with your yep, trivia? Yep, that's the end. Awesome, Dawson. Awesome, Dawson. That's a new word phrase awesome, I'm going to not remember for the next episode. And then I'll be mad like five episodes from now and I don't remember what it was. That happened. So anyways, let's go on to inflation nation or stuff with things with Jeff. Pick Lindsay. Uh, stuff and things with Jeff. Stuff and things with Jeff. All right. Number one, I think between the government and Hopper's kids, I am more terrified of the government. Yeah. No, it's wrong. I'm more terrified of the kids. Sorry. Messed up my own thing. Because okay. those kids were friggin' vicious. <laughs> because they're like freaking out at him. Like being like, oh, you should get him. You should not. It's all the beginning sequence. It's basically Hopper sits down and he's got 28 kids sitting at his, di- his dining room table with his wife. Right. And they're all like arguing with him. I will make that change on the website. Uh, I'm sorry. Number two. Number two. Don't. Get period. off the boat. Slander. Period. Jimmy. Period. Stuart. Period. He. Period. Will. Period. Fuck. Period. You. Period. Up. Recap. Don't slander Jimmy Stewart or he'll He'll fuck you you up. up. Also, don't ever say anything bad about Jimmy Stewart in front of me or I will cut you. I yelled at the movie a lot. Smashed like six guys' faces in this movie. And that was the sequence where he, like, like, initially, it does look like it's a dream sequence. It doesn't look it like does, he actually right. goes around and punches these guys in the face. And I'm pretty, I'm, pr- I'm pretty proud that technically this episode we have not sworn. I swore. I said shit before. Yeah. And I'm the one that said fuck three times now. Sorry. No, no, it's my fault. No, you don't be sorry that you didn't. We haven't I'm sorry. sworn we in this one. said the f word. I said it three times. Mm, so f word. Number three. Saunders called Susan a legal jackass. Yes. And yep. I went, what? <laughs> Wait, what now? Now, I know it's not a bad word, technically, but, you know, it's the 30s. You just you didn't tend to hear that a lot of times. You don't really way. say jackass. Let alone 30s. from a woman. No. In that back then. like, But it, she's not portrayed as overly ladylike. She no. even says it at one point. What, do you think I was a lady? Yeah, she's very much so not a woman. Ladylike for a majority of the film until she starts helping Jimmy Stewart's character. And finally, number four, the most important question I have about this film, is his name Jim? (laughs) Jim. Jim. Now, Jim, I don't think we should do this, Jim. 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 Jim, Jim, we cannot do this, Jim. Jim. In every sequence with James Taylor, not the singer, the character in the movie, they say Jim. Jim. So many times. They really do. Unnecessarily too many times. It's ridiculous. All right. I actually wrote that one second. Jim. And I purposely pushed it to the end because Jim. that would be... That is the most important question I have, Jim. Jim. All right. So Inflation Nation, Jim. 1939 was the year because they didn't really give any particular year. So I just put it in the year that the film was set or was produced in. Right. Here we go. One dollar for each girl for the quote-unquote milk fun at the beginning when Jimmy Stewart's character yeah. shows up. Uh, he actually makes a comment that that's five total. So a dollar in 1939 is equivalent to $17.11 nowadays, Jeez which would have meant he would have been donating $85 <laughs> to those five women. Number two. Nine cents is the amount that Stinky Moore, which was one of the kids, yep. uh, sent for donations to the boy 
basically the Boy Scout. Yeah. Camp. That is the equivalent of a dollar fifty four nowadays. Um, this next one I'm a little unsure of because they said it so quick and I couldn't find a uh, 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 any information to back it up. But I know they said five million dollars, and I'm pretty sure the five million dollars was the cost for the that was listed in the bill for the dam to be built. Right. I think is what it was. If that's not entirely correct, uh, please forgive me. But I think that's what they were stating. Right. That is the equivalent to eighty five million five hundred fifty eight dollars nowadays, which is still actually not that much money. I feel like building a dam. But I guess in my head, a dam is like the Hoover Dam, where right. it's giant. But their dam could easily have been a small, like, block-wide dam. I really don't know. Right, yeah. You know, if $85 million doesn't seem like enough for a giant dam, maybe that's uh, maybe that's why. All right. Um, and then finally, $500 was the supposed price per acre that Jefferson Smith, Jim Carrey's... Jim Carrey's... Jim Jimmy Carrey. Stewart's character uh, was saying he could sell the chunk of land that the dam was going to be built on. Right. That would be the equivalent of $8,555. Okay. So it actually goes in play Eight with the last bajillion one. Bajillion dollars. So basically they were claiming during the whole like sequence where they're they're basically showing that, oh no, his character's bad and scrupulous. Oh no. Scrupulous. Word of the day. Um, but basically that it was during that sequence they claim one of the guys claimed that he was going to sell it for uh, $500 an acre so yeah. that's eight, almost nine grand for an acre which is about right I guess so with that I have um, that's all that's all for Inflation Nation I do want to make two really quick points sorry I was I, making head shakings at things I just found out I got to make I want to make two quick points real quick yep and then we'll get to that um, stop having kittens is yes. a fun phrase. Stop it. Don't have kittens. Don't have kittens. And then you're and in stop a... Stop getting excited. And then you're a, in a deuce of a pickle. Pickle. Yep. I love that phrase. Don't I want kittens. to use those. I don't know. I like, I've heard don't have kittens, but I don't know like what it stems from. I know. It's one of those things where like we could look it up and yeah. just be like, well, this is the reason. <gasps> like, 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 I got to use my knowledge about eye blacks. What's eye blacks? Eye blacks are the people who make up your eyes when you oh, get in a fight because yes. you're out of the bars too yes, late. Yes, that's right. Yes, because um, a teacher I'm working with at school had to have something removed like on his face near his eye, and mm-hmm. they told him it might be black and blue. In the area, I'm like, too bad eye blacks aren't still a thing. And everyone just kind of looked at me and went, because yeah, I thought you were a racist. Were, uh, <laughs> I said, no. It was no, pertinent know, to the conversation. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Well, I do. The next time somebody gets really excited, I want to tell them to stop having kittens. Don't have kittens. Don't have kittens. And then I also want to, uh, next time somebody's in trouble, I, I legitimately want to tell them, say that they're in a deuce of a pickle. Because I think, I, I've heard I've heard the term like this, oh, like Uncle Billy says that in It's a Wonderful Life. He says this is a real pickle, George. It's a real pickle when they're dealing with, yep. uh, with uh, Mr. Potter. So it's like, I've heard the whole pickle line before, but yeah, I, I, love, I love some of these old phrases. We haven't done that in a long time. I just wanted to point those two out. I jotted them down while we were watching, so... But, uh, yeah, that is all I have. Uh, Lindsay, was there any other thoughts you had regarding this film before we move on to the next one? I do not. Mm-hmm. I don't have any I love this movie. I love this movie. I'm literally film. going home and watching it again. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. I like it. I have not said this in a long time. I love this movie. I love this movie. Uh, we, I usually I try also, to keep with, like, yeah. I like this movie. It's really no, good. But I really like this movie. I love, I this, movie. love this movie. This movie's brilliant. I did yell CK Dexter Haven several <laughs> times. And it wasn't CK Dexter Haven. CK Dexter Haven. I'm kind of sad that we couldn't come up with, like, another thing that he says in this movie to add to our ending credits. I know. But... Don't get off the boat. 
<laughs> you know what? If you Excuse you know me. what happens, you I know just what happens. I burped on the microphone. That's sorry. Gross. Sorry. <laughs> you know what happens? It was down from the microphone, but still. <laughs> you know what happens if you get off the boat? You'll be in a deuce of a pickle. <laughs> you will be in a deuce of a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the next movie on our list, Lindsay? Number twenty-five. Mm-hmm. We are at the top twenty-five movies, folks. Congratulations. We need to have a retrospect. Okay, retrospective episode. We've, I will just name all the movies we watched. Yes, and then went those what we watched. <laughs> oh no, you can name them off, and each time you name off one of them, I'll just shout in the background whether it's a good movie or a bad movie. There we go. Okay, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> then the episode a, after that yeah, that'll will be a five be... minute episode. It'll be no. brilliant. Uh, uh, we're on To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I'm so excited. I have said it before. I, I have love never the seen it. The movie was good. I've I never see seen it. Again. I love the book. Mm-hmm. Love the book. I, I is it spoilers if we say who plays Boo Radley? Because I had no idea until I was looking through this, the. Is that what you got excited about? Uh huh. Oh, I don't I even. I don't even remember. Ball. I don't remember. No idea. I had no idea. I don't know. It's you... Robert Duvall. Really? Yep. Wow, I don't remember that at all. It says right there, Boo Radley, Robert Duvall. Wow. I. And yet, Deep Impact is one of the movies he's known for. <laughs> oh, yes. Let me name off my favorite Robert Duvall movies Deep he Impact. 83? Days of Thunder. Well, he was in To Kill a Mockingbird. Which is from 62, I uh, guess, yeah. Still before The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. Oh, my God. I do not have any Sweet memory blade. of him as Boo Radley. Holy crap. Wow, that's gonna be interesting to watch. You know what we should have done? You shouldn't have you shouldn't have looked that up. I'm so that sorry. Way, no, 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 just so that way when we watch To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. next, we go with the view. What? He's in What the what? Who's he playing? <laughs> uh so that's cool. I'm so excited for To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm looking forward to it. Which is also on Netflix. Oh, guys, this movie's on Netflix. Yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. And I used to keep track of them on the website, but they excuse me, they come and go so often as to whether or not they're on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu. Mm -hmm. I stopped paying attention and we stopped talking about it. But yes, as of right now, as of the recording of this, and it has been for the last handful of months, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is on Netflix. So watch it on Netflix if you have it. Two hours of your life. It's not even really that dated. No, it's not. Because there's really nothing in it that really dates it as back then. Now, I know they remade the movie in the 70s. I'm sorry, what? They remade it, and they called it uh, Billy Lynch Goes oh, to Washington. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's Where, horrible. Yeah, and it's instead of it being like a dam, it's like a it's a nuclear uh, factory or like a like a nuclear power factory or something, a nuclear power plant that they're building or some weird yeah. thing like that. So they, they did modernize it a little bit, but Gross. there's really nothing in this. A, this movie should never be remade, first no, off. This movie's brilliant it. as it is. A 75-year-old black and white film with... Jimmy Stewart in it is just it's gorgeous. It's no, awesome. you don't talk to me that way. <laughs> well, with that, Lindsay, I look forward to. I to do too. That's gonna be great. Top twenty. Gonna be great. Top twenty-five, huh? Yep. That's so crazy. That is where we are, folks. That's cray cray. Totes cray. Totes cray. Totes cray. Please remind me never to say those words again. You've been saying. I totes. say you said totes, totes like all weekend. Way too much. Again, it started off in sarcasticness, like, yeah. <laughs> totes, man, like, totally joking. Totes my goat. I say it now more in earnest. Yeah, and then you're I embarrassed care. about it. I am really embarrassed by the fact that I use the word totes. Totes. Unless I'm talking about an actual tote, like a tote bag yeah, or a tote crate or yeah. something. Okay. What with that, everybody? <gasps> Lindsay? It's truly all uphill from here. We only have 25 more to go. I know.
Well, we plus have, a Halloween well, episode, Halloween, plus a Christmas a episode. Christmas, so we have 27. Oh, yeah, and in case episodes. anyone dies. Yeah. Hopefully not. I was going to knock on wood, but I live in a room of plastic. That's wood. Found it. <laughs> oh, I guess the TV table right there yeah. would have been wood. It's all good. I got it. I got you covered, brah. Totes, brah. Totes, brah. Bro, do you even lift? <laughs> good night, Radio Rahim. <laughs> Say good night, CK Dexter. Hey, then. <laughs> You'll be in a deuce of a pickle if you get off the boat. Don't get off the boat. Don't get off the, Don't boat. Get off the boat. Man. Man. The sequence. Don't get off the boat. Man. 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 This just keeps getting longer. It really does. Longer. It does. And longer. It's fine. The final episode should be us singing a song. Right. Oh, I can write a song. Okay. I'll get on that. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. Goodbye. Cue and music. <laughs> At the beep, turn the page. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.